Could Maryland flip five-star Jordan Seaton? You are Locked On Turks, your daily podcast on the Maryland Turks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com and host of Locked on Terps, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your day. And today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. Go to prizepix.com slash locked on and use code locked on for a first time deposit match up to 100 Dollars daily fantasy sports made easy. Coach Loxley could flip five star offensive lineman Jordan Seaton. For you, Maryland fans who don't know Jordan Seaton, he's one of the most talented players in the country in the 2024 class. I think I mentioned him a couple of times on this podcast talking about how Maryland was in the running for five-star Jordan Seaton. He's rated as one of the top offensive linemen in the country. Is currently listed as an offensive tackle. He's a top 30, top 20 type of player. He's a guy that has every offer, every single college wanted him. Name a school they wanted Jordan Seaton. And he is currently committed to Colorado, just committed to Colorado a couple weeks ago so Deion Sanders was able to land this guy and you know what Colorado's been talking about they need linemen they were able to get a ton in the transfer portal and obviously we're not here to talk about Colorado football but a big reason Jordan C and I think committed to Colorado is because how coach prime emphasized we need offensive linemen we're going to need those type of guys to build this program onto the next level because a lot of the year they couldn't block so I think that's a big reason why Jordan C in the five star offensive tackle I think he can play anywhere along the offensive line I think he could even play guard at the next level he can literally do anything at the next level but I think the big reason he committed to Colorado is because how Coach Sanders has emphasized the line play. And I think Seton will be able to get on the field rather early at Colorado. But they did get a ton of transfers in the portal on the offensive line. So he is a Colorado commit, five-star offensive tackle. But you guys may be asking, for the people who don't know, and I know a lot of you guys know the situation. So hold on with me as while I explain this situation that's going on and why it, the flip is even in question. He is from this area, which is interesting. We talk about that a ton. Coach Loxling being able to land local recruits, not just the three-star guys that are in this area that are playing in the WCAC or up in the Baltimore area and the MIA or any of the conferences that I see, not just the three-star, the pretty solid players that have offers, have power five offers, but they don't have quite what some of the four or five-star guys have. And there are plenty of four and five-star guys in the area. I was talking to my dad about the actual, the Penn State offensive lineman, um, Fashonu, who is going to be like a top 10, top five, maybe pick in the draft pick. He's from this area. He went to Gonzaga. He was part of the WCAC, and we let him get over to Penn State. Caleb Williams, of course, probably going to be the number one pick in the draft. You all know Caleb Williams from this area. 
there's so many great players that are four or five star players that don't go to Maryland. Most of those guys don't go to Maryland. Most of the four stars. And we talk about keeping that local talent. But Jordan Seaton is technically from this area. He attended St. John's in D.C. before going over to IMG. So he was at IMG this year and played at IMG, which honestly is probably a good thing. The way their weight room and all their facilities, I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen it. IMG has top-notch coaching staff. They play top schools in the country. So you know when they get to college, they're going to be ready to play. But he did go to IMG this year, but he was at St. John's before that. And you guys know St. John's is right here in the D.C. area, part of the WCAC, where Maryland recruits from heavily the same school as Rakeem Jarrett, which keep in mind that will come up a little bit later. If you remember Rakeem Jarrett, I'm sure most of you guys do, was Maryland wide receivers, part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now. But Coach Loxley was able to flip Rakeem Jarrett and was one of the bigger flips. And it's also the same school as Colby McDonald. Um, a lot of people don't know that, but Colby McDonald did go to St. John's in D.C. And we also recently picked up a commitment. I want to make sure I point this out from Shamar Minklintosh, who is also goes to St. John's currently, will be at Maryland soon next year. and. Shamar was the top safety in the D.C. area, and we got a commitment from him, and I think he's going to be a really good player after watching his film. So we have been able to get some St. John's players. There's definitely St. John's players that have gone to Maryland and have made an impact and that are on the roster currently and guys that are going to Maryland that have been part of St. John's. But obviously it's not exactly St. John's to Maryland for Jordan Seaton because he is technically at IMG. But Maryland was always in Jordan Seaton's kind of top schools. He was in he was in there with Oregon, Ohio State, Florida, Colorado, Tennessee. Those were kind of his top schools, and Maryland was technically one of them on the little graphic that he posts on Instagram about his um, top schools before he decided to commit to uh, to commit to Colorado. So now here's where it got interesting. Now here's where the storyline really started to pick up. And you, I started to ask the question. And everyone started to ask the question on the Maryland side of the media and just fans on Twitter when I was looking through it. What was Jordan Seaton doing posting a picture of Rakeem Jarrett and Coach Loxley with absolutely no context, no wording, no anything. It was just a picture of Rakeem Jarrett and Coach Loxley, which seems pretty random to me, but it had to have some type of rhyme or reasoning behind it, or it doesn't, I guess, because this kind of thing happens. I think about a player like Aaron Rodgers, you're always looking into what he's kind of trying to say, and it seems like it's never exactly straight up, and there's a deeper meaning behind this type of picture. So he posted Rakeem Jarrett and Coach Soxley. Rakeem Jarrett, like we mentioned earlier today, was a five-star 
committed to LSU and was from right here in the D.C. area, right by the University of Maryland and attended St. John's, the same school that Jordan Seaton attended. And he was committed to LSU, one of the top wide receivers in the country, one of the top players overall in the country, was a top 30 player in the nation. LSU really wanted him and they got him. But Loxley was able to flip Rakeem Jarrett on signing day, one of the biggest surprises on signing day. Everybody was surprised. The national people that were that talk about recruiting, they were surprised. A lot of people thought it was a bad idea to flip to Maryland. Maryland fans were happy but still surprised. So we kind of know what happened with the Rakeem Jarrett situation. That's kind of history at this point. Coach Loxley was able to flip him on signing day, and it's the biggest flip the biggest commitment that Coach Loxley has gotten in terms of recruiting rankings and that kind of thing. Definitely up there with guys like Chop Robinson and Jay Sean Barham, but definitely one of Coach Loxley's, if not, probably you would put him up there as the best commitment Coach Loxley's gotten in terms of recruiting status. So the fact that Jordan Seaton posted a picture of Rakeem Jarrett and Coach Loxley the only thing you can think is, is he going to flip to Maryland? Does Coach Loxley have something up his back? That's really all you can think about the picture. Because why else is he posting that picture? And I'm not saying he's going to flip. I'm not there. I can't really. I'm not there and saying like everyone's talking about it where it's like, oh, you see on 247 that he starts to get crystal balled. To Maryland, I'm not saying that's what it is. But you have to wonder, you have to talk about this situation, him posting that picture. And it's fun. It's something for us to talk about. It could be nothing. It could be something. But it does draw a lot of interest. And it just brings out thoughts. Why did he post a picture of Rakeem Jarrett and Coach Loxley with no wording no anything. It wasn't like a happy birthday, Rakeem Jarrett, or something like that. And if Coach Loxley is able to flip Jordan Seaton from Colorado and Coach Prime, we got to give it to Coach Loxley. That's his biggest commitment yet. Rakeem Jarrett is was nice. Rakeem Jarrett was an awesome player for us, and he's in the NFL now. But Getting a player along the offensive line of that type of caliber that everybody in the country wants. You can find good wide receivers in the back part of the transfer portal. You can find good wide receivers that are three-star guys that can come in and be really good players and develop them and become really talented players that get overshadowed. But finding an offensive lineman that is elite, that is down the recruiting rankings or not the four or five star or the high level three star guys that are still going to become like, I'm talking about like NFL draft pick type of guys, guys that are going to be known as all big 10 type of players. You don't find those type of guys because it is so hard to find talent among the offensive line. And that's the biggest difference between Maryland and the Michigans and the Penn States and the Ohio States of the world. Maryland showed that I think they showed that they can match up in skill position wise. I think our wide receiver showed that wide receiver core showed that they were good enough this year. I thought Talia showed it. I thought our running backs were good enough. But 
if you can't block and can't create time and can't create run lanes like what Michigan did this year, you're not going to win the Big Ten. And ultimately, that's a goal. So flipping a guy like Jordan Seaton, one guy doesn't like make you elite overall, but it still paves the way and it makes other players want to commit from the DMV. So it is interesting. My best guess is he doesn't flip away from Colorado, but it still is very interesting to see that the Terps have a Maybe a possibility of flipping Jordan Seaton. I don't know. We'll see. I'll be interested to see what happens on signing day if Coach Loxley has anything up his bag and there's anything that Coach Loxley has that could surprise us. I want to talk about Kevin Willard. I think he's doing better than a lot of people think. We'll talk about it after this ad from eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy and is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Kevin Willard, in my opinion, has done a great job of turning around this season for the Maryland Terrapins. There's still a long way to go, and a Kevin Willard assessment will be more accurate as we start getting through Big Ten games, as we start going to some big-time programs like Michigan State, I think, of instantly comes to my head when I think of Purdue this year, and they're probably number one team in the country. They just beat Arizona, the number one team in the country. It'll be more of an accurate assessment. But I want to say that I think Kevin Willard has done a better job than a lot of people think with this Maryland basketball team. It has been a tough start to the season, and it's been up and down kind of, and we started terrible when we started 1-3 and three and took a terrible loss to UAB, a team that we absolutely should have beaten, and we took a horrible loss to Davidson and a horrible loss to Villanova where we could not score at all against Villanova. I think we had like 15 first half points, if I remember the number correctly. So we started terrible, and a lot of people were calling for Willard to be done. And I understand we didn't play well, and a lot of that was on Kevin Willard. I think he should have came out better with a better game plan, better lineups, better idea of what we were. But at the same time, that's what basketball is. It's about finding your rhythm early on. You're never, you're never as good as you are later on the season. Teams that peak early on right now in December and November are never the teams that peak in March. You want to peak in March. And the best coaches peak in March. If you think about all the all-time coaches that win national championships, that make runs in March. And I think that's exactly what Maryland is trending 
to do because I think Kevin Willard has done a great job of figuring out how to make this team perform since going one and three. We have been five and one since, and it hasn't been against the best competition. I know it hasn't been against the best wins. And besides that Penn State team that we beat at home, which I thought was an excellent win when we went down 20 to nine, I think Kevin Willard did an awesome job of keeping us in the game. It hasn't been the best of teams, but we also weren't beating, we weren't um, losing to the best of teams either when we lost to UAB and Davidson. There was a lot. This team was kind of a mess. There was a lot to figure out. And I'm not saying it's totally figured out, but I've seen us play a lot better defensively. Number one, early on in the season, people will be wide open and we're doing a much better job with matchups, with covering people overall, and our um, defensive concepts overall are much. And then the big concern was offensively. I think we've gotten a lot better offensively. I think Coach Willard has done a lot better job of drawing stuff up, using the strength of our players to play a lot better offensively. We shot a little bit better over these last couple of games, but give credit to the players, but also give credit to, to Coach Willard. But I think most importantly, he's done a great job of getting these players going Overall, I think we've done a much better job of getting all of our freshmen going, getting our veteran type of players going, getting rhythm. I want to start with Jordan Geronimo. Jordan Geronimo, did you see how lost he looked early on in the season? He didn't seem like he knew what was going on. I didn't think he should start. And now he's played pretty well and he's had a stretch of some really good games he struggled a little bit in the big 10 games but he's definitely had some really top performances he, sh he shoots a high percentage from the field and Kevin Willard has done a really good job of finding out the exact spots he needs to play the exact where he needs to play in the offense who he needs to match up defensively I think Dante Scott has played a lot better than he had on early on this season and then most importantly I think the biggest thing that Kevin Willard has done and the biggest impact that he's had is on those freshmen. Jamie Kaiser, Jonathan Lamothe, and Deshaun Harris-Smith, mainly Deshaun and Jamie have played the most minutes, have played so much better these last two games. It's not even close. Last game, they combined for over 30 points to three freshmen. Jonathan even had 10 on his birthday and looked like a player that we hadn't seen Jonathan be yet and so overall they looked a lot better those freshmen I saw Deshaun Harris Smith I saw a thing just on Instagram right before I posted this about Kevin Willard talking about how much he's been working on his shot and Kevin Willard as I'm sure told him keep shooting you you've been working on it you've been working on it every morning so keep shooting that jump shot and Deshaun Harris Smith made three threes yesterday and then Jamie Kaiser, we knew he was a great shooter, but Kevin Ward, I'm sure, has instilled confidence in him and has said, Jamie, I know you're not shooting the highest percentage. You're the best shooter on this team, possibly. Keep shooting that shot. And he's done a great job of getting looks for those guys and continue to go to them because he could have easily said, man, I don't know about Deshaun Harris-Smith starting I think I might go to a veteran like Jahari Long. And nothing against Jahari Long. Jahari Long has also played awesome in games. And Kevin Moore has done a great job of drawing stuff up for him and saying, get to the rim. But he could have easily said, 
I could put in a veteran like Jahari Long maybe, and maybe the Terps look better. No, but he sticks to Deshaun Harris-Smith, and it's going to pay off in the long run, and it's paid off these last couple of games. I think Kevin Willard is doing a much better job than a lot of you guys think. I think he's done a great job of transforming this team to horrible. We looked horrible early on. There's no other word really to describe it. We looked pretty terrible early on in the season to look pretty decent now and look like a team that can maybe do some things later on in Big Ten play. I'm not sure if we're a March team. I don't know if we're a March Madness team right now. We'll see what happens. I hope we are. But Kevin Willard, if he brings his team into March, you have to give him a ton of credit because I do think we kind of overrated the team coming into the season. But Kevin Willard has done a really good job of making it a lot better, I think. That's the mark of a good coach. You might start bad, but it's really how you respond if you're able to turn that team around, which I think he's starting to do. We'll see more as we get into Big Ten play. But I think Kevin Waters done a better job than a lot of people will give him credit for. I think Maryland's on flip watch for another recruit, not just Jordan Seaton. Jordan Seaton isn't only the only player on flip watch. Four-star cornerback Braden Lee is on flip watch to Maryland. He's from right here in the Maryland area. I actually know Braden Lee personally. He's a great kid, great guy, really good football player, really good athlete overall. For you guys who don't know, Braden Lee is currently committed to South Carolina, but I've heard a lot of rumblings. There's been a lot of talks that Braden Lee could potentially flip to Maryland. And there's a little bit more concrete evidence in the Jordan Seaton. The Jordan Seaton thing, let's be honest, it might have been a little bit of, of a stretch. Is he really going to decommit from Colorado? Is Coach Loxley really going to pull off an offensive lineman commit of that high caliber? We've never seen Coach Loxley be able to flip an offensive lineman of that caliber. And we don't have a track record of developing top offensive linemen like we have wide receivers, like we have cornerbacks. I think those are the two or people in the secondary. I think those are the two positions that we can kind of look at as a track record and say, Maryland really does have great wide receivers. You look at DJ Moore, you look on Stefan Diggs. So the Rakeem Jarrett thing made a little bit more sense. But you think of Maryland offensive linemen, no one really comes to mind, really. So, and you think about guys in the secondary recently, you think about Bo Brady's going to get drafted and Dante Trader, who, who's awesome. But you think of Tarheeb still this year. And Nick Cross just got his first pick of the NFL season. You think of Deontay Banks. I almost forgot him. I'm like, who are the Maryland corners that have gotten drafted? I know there's been some. Deontay Banks has been one of the best rookie corners in the NFL and has played awesome. And they talked about him on primetime, about how great of a season he's had. You think of Jacorian Bennett. He started for the Raiders a lot. Both of those guys were on the team last year. We have a great track record of developing corners, developing guys in the secondary. Like I said, Nick Cross, I kind of skipped over that a little bit. Nick Cross got his first pick of the NFL season for the Colts or of not the NFL season, his first pick ever for the Colts. So Maryland has kind of this track record of developing guys in that secondary. So this is kind of making sense to me. The Rakeem Jarrett flip from LSU made sense. Obviously, LSU might be wide receiver. You with 
Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, but those guys hadn't um, established themselves when Rakeem Jarrett was there. But still, like Odell and Jarvis Landry, and you can go on and on. But Maryland also does, too, with DJ Moore and Stephon Diggs, like I said. So the Braden Lee flip to Maryland, if it happens, makes a lot of sense because of the cornerback talent we've been able to develop. And sure, South Carolina, I'm sure, has some good players, but they don't have the track record, of, track record of the cornerbacks that we have developed over the last couple of years. Two years. Over the last two years, this kind of excites me. Tarheep still was second team all Big Ten. Tarheep still is going to be an NFL draft pick because he can play inside, he can play outside, and he can cover. He can do different things. I Tarheep still is going to be an NFL player. He's going to be a draft pick. He's definitely going to get drafted. Deontay Banks won the first round. Jacorian Bennett went in the fourth round. The Terps have guys over the last couple of years that are getting drafted in the secondary. So Braden Lee, look at him. Four-star talent, one of the better cornerbacks in the nation, a guy that you want to keep home. If you look at him, he's a guy that can play early on, that could potentially play next year. He's enrolling early at Maryland, too, because, um, yeah, I mean, some of the guys do that um, to get um, that spring ball experience. So if he's going in for spring ball and playing, then the Terps, he could make an impact right away for Maryland in the Maryland Terrapins because of how talented he is and who we lost in the secondary, depending on how good of a player he really is. But I know I've heard great things about him. If you watch the film, he's a twitchy athlete, really good athlete, really great closing speed. He's going to be a really great player. There's a reason he's a four-star. So if Maryland's able to flip him, he can play, I think, faster than he'll be able to play at South Carolina. I think our program's in a better spot than South Carolina is. If you saw South Carolina play this year, they were pretty awful at times. So I think flipping Braden Lee makes a lot of sense for Maryland, makes a lot of sense for Braden Lee, for how we've developed cornerbacks, if he wants to be an NFL player. And I haven't heard the best things about the South Carolina coaching staff. I'm not going to say anything about the head coach, but I just know I haven't heard the best things. So flipping Braden Lee, which I hope I do because I am friends with him, text him sometimes. I really hope we're able to land him, but it's in his hands. We'll see what he does. He's supposed to make... Uh, he's supposed to sign on Wednesday, but he did post pictures of Maryland in his official visit that he took before signing day. Only like, I'm going to say two days ago or three days ago, a couple of days ago that he posted those pictures. So it's a lot more realistic than the Jordan Seaton. And it could be a huge flip to get a four-star cornerback in this class. That's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Locked on Terps. Make sure you like and subscribe. We're here every day talking Maryland football and basketball. But thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.